Hi, welcome to the Light Reading Spotlight Q&A. I'm Sue Merrick, and today I'm speaking with Paul Borowski. He's the Chief Growth Officer at Conviva. Hi, Paul. Thanks for joining Hi. me today. Hi, Sue. Great to be with you again. So, Paul, uh, what role does the technology stack, and I'm specifically talking about BSS, how does that play in enabling fiber companies to monetize their network networks and create kind of sustainable businesses? Yeah, this is a great place to start our conversation because what, what good is, is building a network if we can't think of creative ways to monetize it? Um, and when we think about you know, the BSS solution, um, really the, the, the role that we want to empower the BSS to play is to simplify the, the operators, the CSP's ability to monetize that network. Um, and, and we want to do that through automation, right? Automation is linked uh, right to the simplification of how somebody would consume a service that's available in 5G. So for example, do I need to boost uh, the capacity of my connection to download a movie before a flight? Because I don't have time to log onto the airport Wi-Fi. I'm running between gates, right? Yeah. Um, or I'm sitting on the plane. Um, or do, do I need a small but always on connection to track a location, right? Very different use case in one scenario. I, I'm, I'm just trying to get some additional capacity so I can download a movie. In another scenario, you know, I'm just trying to get a real thin slice of 5G connectivity and only pay for what I need to connect a sensor or a geolocation device. And being able to automate how that uh, consumer starts to take advantages of the flexibility of the services that 5G enables for CSPs to monetize their network is, is really the key role. That, that stack really needs to, to simplify um, the experience to create a sustainable business by leveraging automation. Interesting. So what are some of the key areas where operators can implement BSS solutions and, and where, what are the benefits of doing so? Yeah, I, I think the, the, the biggest benefit, I mean, we talked about the automation and, and making it easier for consumers to be able to you know, pay for the service that they value. Um, then it's creating the right pricing and bundling strategies um, around the offer. Um, with Blue Marble and with our BSS solution here at Conviva, um, we have a, a number of ways that we can create uh, different uh, pricing scenarios and bundling offers um, and then leverage uh, AI and machine learning campaigns to promote those, those bundles in real time. Um, so it's not just about selling any one service. It, it's about looking at the ecosystem of, of, uh, of, of services that are available for people to consume and then using a, a billing system to bring those things together in a creative bundle that differentiate the offer. And you don't look like just every other you know, service provider out there trying to, to sell a service. So for example, if we, if we stand up a private 5G network and we're using the Conviva Blue Marble BSS um, to automate that consumer experience. Well, we could create a, a creative pricing and bundling model um, by integrating a third party like Uber or Lyft to, to, to get people to the venue that you're trying to promote where that you know, 5G private network service is enabled. And our, our Blue Marble service uh, gives us the flexibility of doing that. Oh, that's interesting because, yeah, differentiation is key. And we haven't seen a lot of that so far. So that's pretty interesting. Now, how can fiber companies prioritize customer experience uh, when implementing a BSS solution? Yeah, I wish there was a silver bullet to this, but you know, if there's if the closest one I could think of is, is really in something we try to do here 
at Conviva, when we're thinking about how to add value to our own customers, which is start by taking an outside in perspective, right? Instead of looking at the technology for you know 5G and slicing capabilities and automated BSS and TM form compliant data models and APIs, right? That doesn't get anybody really excited about consuming a service. So we first have to understand you know, if I'm the consumer and I'm looking to uh, to purchase something, you know, what's going to motivate me to take action? So we want to take, you know, an outside in perspective, um, you know, before launching, you know, any service um, and, and then design a billing and purchasing system that makes it really easy for the customer to consume that. And that's where Blue Marble really shines is a BSS platform um, because it's got the flexibility with the catalog capabilities uh, with CRM capabilities, with customer 360 views, um, where you know you can really have a lot of data at your fingertips to to, to understand um, what, what's going to make that service valuable for that customer based on what you know about that customer. And when that value proposition starts to extend beyond the BSS and gets into our customer value management stack with Mobilelytics and our mobile payment solutions with Mobiquity and Pay Plus, where we can actually white label. Uh, payment solutions for customers, you know, it, it really gives um, fiber companies and all communication service providers the ability to to, to have a, a really positive and seamless customer experience um, by using the Blue Marble BSS. Now, you've talked a lot about, or we've talked a lot about, you know, how this can differentiate um, companies from each other, from their competitors, but what are some of the challenges um, facing fiber companies when implementing BSS solutions and how, how can those be overcome? Well, I, I think see one of the biggest ones is one we talked about actually in our last discussion, right? Which is just some of the existing legacy software stacks that are out there, right? Um, over the last several years, especially in, in, in North America, you know, uh, people consume uh, connectivity from their communication service providers. Um, where in the rest of the world, uh, telcos and, and CSPs in general, you know, play a much bigger role in the day-to-day -day lives um, of their of their customers. It's not just about talk, text, and data. Um, it, you know, there's they're using their telcos as banks, as mobile wallets, uh, you know, to conduct commerce in the ecosystem, um, and so they almost serve a dual role. And that's really where you know Blue Marble shines is, is a BSS solution, um, is it has the ability to um, to support uh, a lot of different services that telcos and communication service providers and fiber companies can offer to their customers um, beyond just kind of the traditional talk, text, and, and data. Um, but the software stacks that were built to support those purchasing models sometimes are really limited to those three services um, where Blue Marble is microservices based, right? So we could even build around that legacy system to address that challenge versus having to rip and replace it day one. Um, I'd say a close second in terms of limitations is around, you know, non-standard APIs and custom-built catalogs that, that communication service providers have had to build, you know, over the last several years, and, and many times with the best intent, but uh, doing things homegrown, right? Trying to minimize costs through a really stressful COVID environment and taking development in-house uh, sometimes can save some dollars near term. But longer term, you kind of miss out on industry innovation because you're only building features that you have visibility for your customer base. Um, and so you kind of sometimes end up with, a, you know, a, a patch solution for a particular problem in one space and then try to figure out how to tie that back into the platform. And when you're all said and done, 
you have a whole set of, of kind of non-standard APIs, custom built solutions and catalogs that make it really difficult to kind of integrate with some of the AI and ML MarTech tools that we were talking about before and, and mobile payment solutions. Um, and so Blue Marble addresses that by having TM forum compliant data models and API gateways to make it really easy to hook into um, other platforms and has a microservices built architecture so that it's not a take it all or leave it all value proposition, right? If you need to start you know, capping uh, the investment on legacy systems and architectures and growing with, with a modularized uh, microservices-based TM form compliant standard-based API gateway platform, you can do that with Blue Marble. Okay, so what I'm hearing, um, it sounds like um, Blue Marble can work with you know, new businesses like Greenfield and also existing, um, you know, operators with existing businesses and, and you can work with, um, you know, existing legacy systems, right? Is that right? Yeah. So, so, so you have a lot of options for operators. That's exactly right. And, and when we show up and start talking to customers, especially here in North America, we're a little bit of an unknown brand and, and platform because most of our success, like I say, has come up over the years in Middle East Africa, um, Asia Pac, where again, the telcos aren't just telcos to their customers, they're banks in many cases as well. They're uh, entertainment companies. And so um, you know, when we when we build out those platforms with customers in, in, in North America, um, you know, having a microservices approach where we can fly in formation with the existing solution that's been built, put a cap on spending any more money on legacy investment, and then slowly migrate those services over time. It, it gives us a lot of flexibility to engage. I think you said it very well. And can you expand? I know you you touched on this. Can you expand a little bit more about um, the importance of being able to leverage TM Forum frameworks on data models and open APIs? and kind of how that fits in um, with what you're doing? Yeah, yes, it's, it's, it's all about communication. I mean, you think about just as a person, right, traveling to another country. I know whenever I, I, I get on an international flight, one of the very first things I think about is, am I gonna be able to speak the language, right? Am I, able, am I gonna be able to communicate when I get there? Am I gonna be this island of knowledge that, that really can't uh, interact with the world around me in the way that I would if I was at home, right? And everything was known and comfortable to me. Um, you know, that's the value and the benefit that these TM forum compliant uh, data models for the catalogs, it, it helps everything have a common language so that if I need to access an asset that's in a catalog, it's it's a common name, regardless if it's a CVM tool that's, that's accessing that, or whether it, it, it's a payment tool that's accessing that, it all speaks a common language and, and our, our BSS is really the source of, of, of that information. Um, and, and gives them the, the ability to access the information through a standard API, right? So it just, it brings a level of, of governance to uh, the enterprise software stack um, and, and gives communication service providers more time to think about, you know, what is that unique offer in my market that will really differentiate my service where we started our conversation? Spend more of your time, you know, looking at those opportunities and less of our time trying to figure out, well, how am I going to get you know this you know asset in in the catalog to be aware of this uh, you know AI and machine learning promotion, real time promotion that I'm trying to make to somebody over a social channel to get them to engage with me. And we we simplify and solve those problems, and that's really the value of, of those TM Forum compliant data models and APIs. Um, 
Just to build on that a little bit, you know, the three models that we really see emerging around 5G businesses are, you know, direct to consumer and enterprise business, you know, basic fiber access and connectivity with value added services on top, right? That's kind of the tried and true model. Um, but we also now see a lot of fiber wholesale businesses because mm -hmm. the need for bandwidth has, um, you know, really exploded. There's companies making investments, just putting the capacity in the ground um, that will help us serve, you know, the connectivity needs um, that other businesses ride on top of. And then the third model, you know, we see a lot of governments actually taking proactive steps to separate those businesses, right? So you have a, an infrastructure business, which is really the net co side of things. And then you have um, a, a services business, which is a serve co side of things. Kind of takes me back to the Telecom Act of 96, when here in the US, we opened up a lot of last mile access to CLEX and ILEX and all that fun stuff. But Blue Marble can support all three of those different kinds of, of, of operating models. And when you combine it with the full enterprise software stack from Comviva, um, and introduce the AI machine learning mobilitics capabilities for real-time personalized promotions, and then engage uh, the payment piece of it, it really provides a, a seamless way for communication service providers to get to market. Right. Um, well, it sounds like a real interesting uh, business to be going into right now. Um, certainly important for the industry. Paul, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak with me. I appreciate it. It's exciting times for sure, Sue. And again, I appreciate all your uh, help in, in having the conversation. Great, thanks.